Hi, my name is Jeremy Carrera, and tonight, on tonight's episode, that's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, my name is Jeremy Carrera, and I am here with my co-host. You see it, boy. I see everything, dog. Say it again, dog. Say it again, please, dog. Leo and Jeremy. So I'll say. So this has been Theater Talks. Theater Talks is a space where youths could come and talk about anything literature, such as, well, of course, theater, poetry, and a lot. So let's get straight into it. Hi, my name is Jeremy Carrera, poet, activist, kicksman, and tonight on Theater Talks, I will be interviewing none other than Ms. Tudor Batiste. Ms. Tudor Batiste is a director of Melwa's producer, Mother of One, and it is my honor to interview her alongside my co-host, Liu Chin. You all might know him by his TikToks, his funny videos, his shorts, whatever you really want to call it. But tonight on Theatre Talks, there's only one thing that's about to go down, and that is a good conversation with a creative genius, okay? Good night, Miss Tudor Batiste. Good night, good night, good night. Hey. <laughs> How are you tonight? All is well, thank you. Okay, so we're going to get straight into it one time. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, um, apart from what you just said. <laughs> yes. Um, I am a lover of God. I love, I love God. I love living a purposeful life. I love people. I love youth. Um, and I believe my purpose is wrapped around youth, youth development and building positive relationships. Um, and that is what I believe God would have me on earth to do. So that's what I'm doing with all my heart, all my soul and all my mind. So that's a little bit about me right there. Nice, nice. I love that. I love that from the start. One thing in particular that uh, stands out to me in all that purpose that you have wrapped up in you is the initiative and the how this yes the organization that you have found founded in Melwaz. Can you tell us a little bit about Melwaz? What is Melwaz? Sure. Um Melwaz is my baby. Um Melwaz was actually founded six years ago. Yesterday was our birthday. Happy birthday, Melwaz. So <laughs> yesterday was our birthday. Um and we have been celebrating um basically the consistency and consistent growth of our 15 executive members um and 44 basically and 44 45 fam members um and to date we have managed to host a lot of educational um plays um we have come in collaboration with the ministry of education as a stakeholder and basically have proposed that we come alongside them and engage students and teachers and just the greater the wider community in the love of theater and the performance art on our whole um and therefore um just the fact of having to connect with all of these young people and all the vibrancy and us being able to be purposeful and effective and really really add value to what people think is dying people think literature is dying theater is dying i mean even in the caribbean here in trinidad um, some people even share the sentiments that um, theater is not vibrant, it's not happening, um, it's actually a dying industry, you know, people wouldn't pay um, to see a show like they would pay probably in, 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 in Europe or 
um, in the United States or something. And, you know, we have really been struggling with that. And of course, we really wanted to ensure that we create that space where we become passionate and we grow and we love and demonstrate that love for theater and that that love for the connection between theater and life and the explosion of social issues and all of that. And we must feel that in, able to, in order to infuse our society and our main target audience, of course, being students. So we want to ensure that everybody grows in an appreciation and a love for what we love. And that is performance art. So I love, that's one word, wow, 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 wow. That is great and it is, it is a lot. It's a lot to take in. I, I am, how, how I can say, satisfied as well as pleased that you have started a great initiative like Milwas and I happen to be a part of it as well. I know, kudos to me for jumping aboard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, also, my co-host, my co-host, now I am Liu Chen. Liu, what you have to take, what you have to say about Melwaz? Yeah, just want to say good evening to everybody, Jeremy, Mr. Robertis. Um, Melwaz has been, you know, uh, it's not just our organization. I feel like it's an experience. You heard Mr. Robertis speak about all those things and it's like, as Jeremy rightfully say, wow, <laughs> you know? And so... Yeah, being a member of it, um, I've learned different things. I've done things that I probably thought I would never do, or acting and all kind of thing. So it really has been a great experience. And that and that's it. That's just to sum it up, a great experience. But um, something else jumped out to me is that you said that um, youth, youth, and I wanted to know if like, it, like if in Milwas itself, is it that there are age groups? Are they like? age groups specifically catered to the youth like in acting or the events is it specifically catered to the youth or is it a broad range of other ages as well see this is where we get ourselves into trouble because Melwaz is a family <laughs> and we induct families we don't induct persons we induct families once persons register a child and they are 12 years old, you find that they become the seamstress on board, the father becomes a driver on board, and everybody becomes a part of the Millwell's family. So to say that there's an age group, no. We have persons ranging from 11 years old, um, some six years old, all the way to 45, right? Um, and beyond 45. So the marker here is to say that we are not, yes, we have a concentration of youth, and of course, we are a youth movement. Um, however, we induct families, not persons. So once a person is enrolled and is an official member of Miloas Productions, the entire family, therefore, is contracted by extension to be everything and to generally be in service. I completely, I completely understand. So with that being said, the, induct, the, the induction of families, youths, um, they are being inducted into, give us a clear picture, like what kind of events does Melwaz facilitate? A, a wonderful way for me to sum this up will actually be to throw our, our, our pillars at you. Um, and I would first begin with faith. Um, so of course we operate 
and everything that we do is surrounded with God. We believe that He's the reason why we have started this. It was His wisdom. It was His guidance. It was His hand selecting of the members to drive it and and bring the fire up. Um, so of course we do faith based plays. Um, some of you all may know about the plot, uh, which was really really touching. Really really, it, we we are still getting testimonies about that up until today. Um, and of course, even if we move forward into service, we provide an educational service to our um, our country, right? We consider ourselves serving our country. Uh, we serve our teachers, we serve our students, and therefore we have in past um, put on a lot of productions, not necessarily plays, but we've had the Shakespeare Festival, we've had poetry challenge, we've had um, plays, educational plays that jumps out from the syllabus, straight from the syllabus um, into students' hours where they literally come and they watch what they've been reading in class, um, they watch it come to life. Um, we, of course, we are founded on integrity as well. And just to, just to touch over on service, um, we also do a lot of volunteer um, events as well. Um, so we have supported a lot of album launches. We have um, supported a lot of uh, initiatives um, from radio stations, um, basically through stage management and production management um, opportunities, those kinds of things. So it's, we also do volunteer services in that aspect. Um, we also, so that's faith, that's service. Of course, we, it's, it's all wrapped into integrity as well. Um, integrity with our relationship with each other, integrity with ensuring that we create a space for our young people to grow so we have internal workshops that we conduct as well um workshops to teach our young people about public speaking event management you know engaging the customer excellent service these kinds of things and um so is that as faith integrity service and family so um of course we also try to create movements as well our own internal productions uh, where we basically focus on relationship building, connecting, getting to know each other, being there in each other's wedding, bridal shower, because we say as a Millerwaz farm, our rule is they, those events are also productions. So um, that basically would sum up what we do and what we have been able to accomplish um, personally, socially, educationally um, as a team. And and that and that family, all the pillars together, all the all the pillars together, just I think it combines for a great foundation for the youth. As I said, the family. Um, it's actually I I feel I feel like as if the Milwaukee has overall had a big impact on development for myself. I could I could say that for one, but get getting getting just across the i guess the theater the poetry you know which i personally find is my favorite um i know that there are a lot of events that have been held even before my induction i know that you all have had history in putting on these plays and well the poetry the poetry is something new like i think our audience tonight as well want to hear um we me and Lee will have have heard about something called echoes Liu. You hear about that as well, right? Yeah, I hear about this echoes thing, see it on social media, hearing some talks. But what we really want to know is what exactly is this echoes thing? What exactly is echoes, Mr. Robert? So echoes. Echoes was an experiment. That's what echoes was. 
um I, I can't even remember where it came from or um you know what exactly was the inspiration but as a teacher um i would have had experiences where year after year when i've heard students say i hate poetry i hate poetry and ever so often you would have the one or two students who would um, engage in spoken word or you know they like spoken word they like spoken word content and you know they would listen to that but to say they come into a classroom and read the poetry and you ask them to analyze it and write an essay they'd be like miss i hate poetry and over the years i've realized that it has always been their weakest module and when i've done the analysis i realized a lot of things that can easily help them to understand the poetry to a greater detail. Um, they have missed it. And I came up with this idea in my classroom for them to start acting out or putting greater emphasis on, on contextual things, possibly even wear the costume, you know, embody the poetry, you know, what year was this? Is this a male? Is this a female? Are they rich? Are they poor? Um, you know, all of these different contexts that could actually help them to understand, understand the content as in the language of the poem, understand the emotions of the poem. And then coming out of that, I realized I started having a better experience. Um, if a poem is about a woman um, that's old and, you know, she, she, she had a dead child or something and they come and they actually act it out and they can get into the emotions of what that persona in the poem is experiencing. I realized that they started enjoying the poetry more. And as a consequence, I came to the team with the idea, why don't we challenge our students nationally to bring this forward and then invite schools to attend to see students' reinterpretation, them reciting it. And therefore, the challenge came when the team started saying, okay, let's not just recite the poem, because that can be boring. Yes, you have the drama, but we don't just want them to recite the poem. What about if we ask them to reinterpret? What if they take a poem from 1960 and give a 2021 twist on it? Um, what if they change the persona? What if they bring a new perspective? And that is where um, we, we had that basis of discussion on what we wanted Echoes to be. And from that moment, I realized that it, it could have been one of the most powerful or impacting experiences for students to see these poems that they've been trying to analyze in class and all these terms, alliteration and, and musicality and poetry and meter, to be able to experience it simply because drama is meant to be seen. Poetry is meant to be heard and prose is meant to be read. So just as you would come into a theater and watch drama and you'll be like, hey, you know when I read the play, I never know that or I never see that? The same experience you have when you come into a space and you hear poetry, far less being able to see it come to life as well. And that is the vision behind Echoes. Yeah, definitely. Well, you sold me, so I look into register as soon as this interview is done. <laughs> No, but yeah, definitely. And I agree um, on a personal level with what you said, because um, for me, I'm not necessarily uh, um, a big reader. And that whole thing on basically bringing the, the poem to life, um, seeing if the person is rich, you mentioned something like that. And even like having a modern spin on a older thing is definitely something that would appeal to me personally. And I'm sure a lot of other people, um, youths, you know, my age as well. Um, but 
Mr. Roy is on very, Mr. Robert T.C. is on very passionate about this whole poetry thing. We know you are a literature teacher, and of course, you would have experience in poetry in some form. But growing up, I know, like, I don't know, when you were younger, did you like poetry? Did you write it? Did you enter any competitions or anything like that? Listen, I can tell you this one off the books. So, <laughs> when I was going to school, and my school friends can truly attest to this, I used to participate in countless Calypso and Soka competitions like religiously every year and i would write the, the pieces for myself um and i realized that i would enter more and more national competitions i would enter my school competitions um and i would have i always like um i was always very active in school so i would usually be like the house captain and different things like that and of course you know calypso competitions are attached to houses so I would write these calypsos with every member in my country or in my in my team, all categories. So those, the younger, the juniors, would have three representatives. I writing three calypsos at a time. And then the seniors, I have my own and I write them for two other people as well. And all I need is for you to have the vibes. If you know it's soca, I'm getting the vibes. Person I said, here, look at song. And I teach them this song, <laughs> right? And it was so funny because it was something that I could have done in literally 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Like I would just sit down and just write it and a melody would just come and that would be it. And um, even when I became a Christian, uh, people was like, you don't sing Calypso and Soka no more. That was a passion that I always had to continue singing gospel so and keep writing. And it's something that just kind of died. And um, when I came to teach, to be very honest, teaching poetry was not my strongest asset but of course doing a lot of um, personal development professional development reflection i say you know what my students can't hate something and i hate it if they fail that module they're going to fail their exams and therefore i started changing my mindset about how i approach poetry and saying but you used to write calypso you know let's let's let's, let's use these same talents and activate this thing and then because of that and of course, because of Milwas being born almost simultaneously, now I even write calypsos, I write songs, I write soca, and there's always some kind of cultural infusion in, in Milwas products, if you all know anything about that at all. There's always some kind of soca or calypso, you know, we have the musicians, we always roll in with that, right? And because of Milwas being born and that talent arising in me again, and that commitment to my students to pursue a better um technique with teaching the poetry i realized that all of those things and all those talents even since i was a little girl so now culminated to bring me to this place to be able to creatively creatively um push such an initiative or be passionate about such an initiative so was i always passionate about poetry i would probably say yes because calypso is poetry and that's something that i learned in ue um, I remember my my um, poetry lecturer, Dr. Kublau, saying he used to um, he used to bring calypsos to class, bringing stuff from Rashtriya and bringing stuff from Iowa. And you know what? That was actually my thesis when I went to UE, studying language and technique in calypso and soca, and determining which one is richer in language and literature and, and literature um, components. So. Looking back now, and even me telling you this, I realized that I probably have been 
always a, po- a poetry fanatic and not even realizing what God had invested in me, I guess, until this point. Again, these are your hosts, Liu Chen and Jeremy Carrera. And we are closing the curtain on another episode of Theatre Talk.